Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. Lord Jesus, we, we want to honor you as our King of Kings, as our God. And we are gathered here today in your mighty name. And we thank you that you say in your word that there were two or more gathered in your name. There you are present and we've so experienced you already this morning. And we're going to open up our hearts for your word that brings life, that you would come and deposit your word into our hearts. And by your Holy Spirit, just come and water that word, come and water the seed and cause it to grow, Lord. I just submit myself unto you, Lord, and pray, God, that I'd really also just only speak your, the words that are from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I, haven't, I haven't been around for, for quite a while. Um, we were, okay, April, long weekends and stuff, and uh, I think a lot of you were away and came back, and then we went to India for two weeks, and then had a, praise God, an off weekend somewhere along the line. So if you haven't seen me and you've joined us in the last month or two and you're thinking, who's that guy? Um, I'm one of the pastors in, in this congregation, so welcome if, if you joined us in the last month or two. Pastor Henny is, uh, is uh, preaching in Bloemfontein, in our congregation in Bloemfontein this morning. And uh, yeah, so I want to briefly share um, with you um, two main scriptures, really, that I want to share this morning. And uh, it, really, it really comes on the back of two weeks ago. We, we ordained uh, Stefan and Lauren as deacons here in the congregation and also announced that we're going to be planting the Santon Church um, in the beginning of August. So it comes a little bit on the back of that. If that's news to you, that's an announcement. We're planting church in Santon officially, first weekend of August. It'll be evening services, okay? So if you do go away and you miss the morning service, you can join us in the evening, in the evenings there. And, uh, and also, um, and that's, that's a little bit of a hoo-hoo moment, okay? So you're allowed to, to go for, for that. <laughs> um, and it's amazing. At the end of last year, we had like our 10 year celebration of the show for Johannesburg being in, um, show for being in Johannesburg for, for 10 years. And we, we used to be in Woodmeet. And then four or five years ago, we moved here and, uh, and have grown significantly since then as well. And, and it's amazing to now go back or go back to Santon and plant. And all the Midrand people are very excited about the fact that we're planting church back right that way. As well as the East Rand. I think the East Rand guys are just as, just as excited. It's, it's still a drive, um, but it is, uh, um, it is, it is, it's closer. Uh, and then over the last, I think over the last two months, I think about four or five of our small groups also multiplied, which not everybody would know that, but that, that feedback comes kind of to us at the office and, um, and, uh, and that, is, and that's something also to celebrate is, is on the one side that there, there has been growth, and uh, and and it is we need to we need to make a celebration of these things. So I want to encourage you, even if you're going to be planted in this side of the of of uh, of the city and in, in call it Randburg, and uh, with the students as well that that'll be joining us here. Um, and and you have you have free time. Come join us in the evenings in, in Santon. Um, it's it's really there is. Um, there's a critical mass that in the spirit that, that one kind of gains, that you pick up, and there's a momentum that one picks up. So it's not as if, okay, now we, now Santon goes there and they can go do their thing. They are being sent from this congregation there. And the stronger we can help them to plant that side, 
um, the, the quicker we'll be able to reach more people, not for the sake of numbers, but because there's people's lives, eternity at stake. At the same time, if you, we're going to have evening services, so if you have small children, etc., we're not going to have children's church there yet, but that is obviously where we are, where we are moving towards, um, etc. And it's amazing that I think Stefan Lauren proposed that as a venue, possible venue, there's a Kuro school in Ravonia, and uh, Alex contacted them, and then we didn't know that, but the principal there contacts Scarpa. Where's Scarpa? He was here, there at the back. School friends, right? Camp, oh, camp together. Oh, okay. All right, so they camp together. Um, Scarpa's got very interesting camping stories, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Okay. Um, anyway, so, so he, they know each other, and the principal there picked up the phone and phoned Scarpa and so, just kind of tried to gauge, are we all right, and that kind of thing. And that also counts in our favor is that our shofar congregation in Secunda is also using the Kuro venue in Secunda. So there's a little bit of a track record. I hope they didn't mess it up. But um, So there's, there's favor, and they come and get back to it. He just basically, he was in favor of it, but he just needed to take it to the board and, and that, that kind of thing. And that's, it's a bigger venue than this. I think it's about a 500-seater or something. And So there's, God is in it. Uh, we, we really believe that that's, that's an amazing venue. And we... Yeah. And, uh, and thank you for those that are, that are in Midrand and Eastrand and Santon that you've kind of, you've been hearing about the possibility of planting church in Santon for probably two or three years now. And, uh, and it's finally, it's finally, uh, and uh, yeah, we're very excited about that. However, I do want to just, I'm not even getting into the word yet, but the, the thing is, um, I want to just encourage you is that with, with birthing something in the spirit, it's similar to birthing something in the natural, or something, a baby. Um, is, uh, there's, a, there's a window when delivery comes. And, and that's the time either, either, you, either the baby gets born or you die. I'm not saying you're going to die, but the purposes of God can either be stillborn or it can be a huge celebration of life. And it's in, it's in that that I want to encourage us all to partner, even if you can't be there, just in the spirit, back up this in prayer, what, what is busy happening in the this, in this spirit. Amen. All right, so the title of today is Growing Somewhere. And uh, that's, that is intended to be a little bit of a, a, a two-way. Going somewhere, we'll be sending some of our congregation to, to actually formally be a part of that church plant. But as well as with, with all of the growth that is, that has happened, um, it is, it is, it is amazing to see that these are, in a sense, growth pains. But with growth comes that fear almost of, I really like these people and I don't want them to go anywhere. If you've ever gone through a multiplication in a small group, it almost feels like a divorce to you. Um, some people that don't like the other people in your small group is like, can't we please multiply now? <laughs> Um, but, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's so much to see. It's, it's so encouraging to see what God is busy doing in us and through us at this time. And we want to thank you for, for how you've labored um, and, and stuck around, even when it was difficult, or even when you had hurts coming in, and how you've just stayed and, 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 and allowed God to, to, to minister to you. Um, 
And um, yeah, so you can read with me. I'm going to read two two main scriptures which the sermon revolves around. And the one is from Ephesians 4. And uh, Pastor Henny, in the beginning of last year, beginning of 2016, had an extensive sermon or three regarding this Ephesians 4 uh, scripture. So I'm not going to unpack it in, comp- in its entirety again, but I do just want to just highlight one or two things out of the scripture. Ephesians 4 from verse 11 reads, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, commonly known as the fivefold ministry, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love, I mean, that's a loaded scripture there, and I can say a lot, but I'm going to try and just distill it to, to, to what, uh, what I feel God just wants to, to highlight here. But you can, you can pick up that there's a lot of growth analogies going on in just that scripture. He's talking about growing up to mature manhood, um, maturing, um, and he's talking about this so that we won't um, no longer be children, um, talking about growing up, um, and then talking about the body so that the body here at the end says makes the body grow so that it builds itself up. But just note what it just says before that. It says when each part is working properly, then it, then the body builds itself up in love. And, and kind of a lot of the theme of, of when Pastor Henny preached about this uh, beginning of last year revolved around the fact that often we think that the fivefold ministry has been given to do all of the work of the ministry. Now, I know that that is not the general um, thinking within our congregation, but it is, it is still often prevalent in our modern church, is that we pay the pastor to do the work of the ministry, so he needs to do the work of the ministry. That is kind of the mindset I grew up in as well. Um, and... But what the scripture says here is that the fivefold ministry has been given, and we need to count 11, 12, 13. And uh, that's one of the misperceptions that, that was addressed, is that you can't go and count 11, 13, 12. And that's, just stick with me what I'm saying here. It says that the fivefold ministry has been given to equip the saints. Who are the saints? It's us. Okay, it includes me, that includes all of us here, are the saints. Fivefold ministry has been given to, to equip the saints to do what? For the work of ministry. In other translations, ministry revolves to works of service. Okay, so ministry for building up of the body of Christ. Until we attain to the unity of the faith, okay, unity, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, and to mature manhood, maturity. Now often our perception is that I need to reach a level of maturity before I can minister. Okay, so we think often, okay, the, the, the fivefold ministry is going to minister to me so that I can mature enough so that I then can eventually minister. But that is counting 11, 13, 12. It is, what we are saying is that it is 
by ministering to other people that we mature. It is by ministering to other people that you grow. Now, there is a place of where one needs to get equipped to do certain ministry. You can't just send somebody off to a pulpit and say, give it your best shot. Um, so, so there is a place of being equipped, having input, but it is by the actual what you've received, by what you do with that, that is going to cause that is going to cause the growth. Are you with me? Amen. Okay, but now I was looking for the computer to, to go to the next slide. At the student services, uh, I was hammering them with the next uh, with with this for for the last three weeks. And uh, anyway, so if you're getting tired of it, students, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. All right. So there's five basic just principles that maturing is comes through ministering, and ministering is the path to maturity. Maturity is not the path to ministry, and the ideal for us, and that is what we really try to work hard at in this congregation, is that every member is a minister. Doesn't mean that every mem- member is a minister everywhere. It just means that there, you need to have some place of where you are ministering. What is, like I said in the beginning, what is ministry? It is works of service, serving one another, you being served and you serving other people. Now, obviously, that revolves praying for one another. That re- involves bringing a word for one another. It, it involves going to visit somebody in the hospital. By the way, for example, Stacia was in hospital for, for quite a while now. And uh, it was amazing for me to to just send a, a message to Anan. He is working in the hospital where where Stasia was taken up, and he went and he went, went to visit her, prayed with her, and uh, the day afterwards you got released, which is amazing. <laughs> um, so the, the thing is there is that even though I went to visit her friend in the hospital, it doesn't always have to be the pastor that needs to go. Um, the reason often I go during the week to the hospital is because you are at work and you can't necessarily, you're not as flexible as what, what I am. But the ideal is that in a small group context is that we form a community that can be there, there for one another. Amen. All right, so every member a minister. So the real question after that is then, okay, where, where are you ministering? Is there a place of where you are serving other people, where you are ministering to other people? Is there a place of where you are receiving ministry? Um, yes, Sunday service is one of those places where we receive ministry and where we can minister to one another as well, but during the week as well. And, and ideally, we want um, ministry or serving. What we, we realize that it needs to be age-appropriate. What, what do I mean by that? I have a five-, six-year-old daughter, and I have a two-year-old daughter. Some of the responsibilities or some of the things that I give my five-year-old to do and some of the things that I give my two-year-old to do is different. You're like, you give your two-year-old daughters to do stuff? Yes, I do. I give her the Tupperware to put away <laughs> um, from the dishwasher. Um, but it's amazing. And she does it because she sees her older sister doing it. So she's like waiting to do something. Um, but at the same time, so there is age-appropriate kind of responsibilities or age-appropriate ministry that we can do depending on how you've been equipped and depending on how what you can do. So we're very much aware of that, and, and often I make the mistake of expecting somebody to be able to run when they've not yet learned to crawl, and uh, and 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 that that goes for anything. That if somebody just came to salvation, if they just received um, the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, what do we often do? 
We tell them, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow. But we never sit down with them and explain to them, okay, how do you read the Bible? How do you pray? How does this work? Um, so, so that's just a couple of basics just with regards to discipleship as a whole as well. So in everything that we are, we are trying to work very hard at, in everything, in all of our ministries, is that there is a crawl and a walk and a run phase which will cause you as an individual to, to grow. Um, and here's a, you can show that next one. This is what I often have done wrong, is we say do something, and then we send you to go and do it. Um, whether it's serving on a team, or whether it's going on missions, or whether, whether it is evangelism, or whether it's discipleship, or whether it's children's church, I often do, have made this, this mistake, is that I say, you need to do this, so go and do it. And we all kind of know that that doesn't really work. And uh, what I'm working hard at as well is to, to rather take this model of where you, you say something, then you show someone how to do it, and then you support them whilst they're doing it, and then you send them to do it on their own. Um, so you'll see it with, an, with our encounters as well. Two years ago, God challenged me to multiply myself in every single area of where I'm involved in ministry. Uh, in leadership positions, but other things as well. And I want to encourage you all to multiply yourself into other people in your faith. Uh, Where where Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. By implication, don't imitate me when I'm not imitating Christ. Okay, So just imitate Christ more. (laughs) Um, But in everything where you are, Think about how can you multiply yourself into somebody else. And, and that often gets us to, okay, now I need to be very intentional about my own faith so that I myself will grow because I am going to multiply myself into somebody else. Who of you knows that your children don't do what you expect? They do what you do. Anybody with children that can amen to that? (laughs) I think there was somebody that said, amen, who doesn't have children yet. <laughs> Is there somebody now we don't know? Um, all right. Okay, so that's basically the first main point, is that we grow through ministry. We grow by ministering for one another. Amen. Okay, next main scripture that I want to read for us is out of 1 Peter 4, verse 7 to 11. It says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So the first point that I was making is that we grow through serving or through ministering to one another. Okay, so what of growing is, is through serving. And the who is that each and every single one of us have received the gift. Who have you? Don't put your hands up. It's fine. Um, the, the bottom line is each and every one of us have been given a basic ability to, to certain gifts. Now, 
Sometimes we look at ourselves and you think, okay, but I don't have, I, don't, I, can't, I can't sing. Um, or, I, 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 or I don't really have a passion for children. Or I don't, but the fact of the matter is, is that we all can do certain things. Okay, there's, there's certain, like more, like I want to say more specialized, you need to kind of keep a note in order to sing from the front. I mean, otherwise it might be a distraction to, to the rest of us. Um, but in terms of, there's not a, there's not a, like, a prerequisite to serve one another. Like in your home. It's like if my daughter doesn't feel like she's passionate about packing out the dishwasher, then I'm going to help her to become passionate about it. Um, and, and, it's, and it's the same. This is, this, is a, this is a bigger form of a family of where we all pitch in and serve one another. And we take turns. Um, and ideally, and, and we don't want anybody to burn out in ministry. If somebody's burning out, it's either they're taking too much responsibility on their own, or there's nobody else that's kind of putting up their hands and say, "Hey, can I can I help you? Can I do can I do this?" And um, and on, like a rule of thumb for me personally, and this is how I operate, is that I generally don't expect anybody to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Um, that doesn't mean that I am going to do everything. It's just that I will be willing to do any, anything. Um, and the reason I won't be doing anything is just because of capacity constraints. It's not because I'm not not willing willing to do that. Um, so uh, what I want to just say with that is that you don't need a specific passion for a specific ministry to serve one another. You just need to love somebody beyond yourself <laughs> because that will cause you to want to want to build one another up. And um, we're going to you seeing there's there's some cards on your on your chairs. Um, it says, count me in. And this is one form of ministry. Okay? I just want to be very clear with this. Okay? This is not a sales pitch. No, let me re- rephrase. This is not just a sales pitch. <laughs> okay. um, this is one part of a place of where you can serve. Okay? And this is obviously in the context of church, but we want you to serve one another in small group as well. And we want to serve the world out there that doesn't know God. Why? We'll get to the why just now. Um, and I'll come back to that card and just give you a little bit of brief, brief overview of that. I've, who of you have heard this? That I don't want to get into works. Hands up. Yeah, let, let, me refer, let me just qualify. Some of you are frowning. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to commit to anything because I'm afraid I'm going to get into um, trying to please God by my good works. Okay, there was a few. You can put up your hand again if you, if, if that made sense. Okay, uh, if you haven't heard that, that is a very general trend since about 2005. Like since mega, like a mega grace teaching, some kind of a wave hit the church and it threw the pendulum where where in the past. We were like I'm, I'm, I say we as 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 the church universally in a sense, where we were very works based in our religion. The pendulum swung so far on the other side that it moved so far away from doing good works that it threw it all the way to mega grace, where I can just do anything and everything except good works, and God will accept me just the way I am. 
But there is a, there's, a, there's a balance there that needs to kind of happen in the middle. I agree 100%. And let me read you the scripture. Um, Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, which people typically kind of grab onto. I, I don't want to get into works, okay? So that no one can boast. And I agree, we cannot save ourselves by our good works. We all, we all agree with that. Is that we can't attain to salvation by doing a whole lot of good stuff. We can't attain salvation by going to church your whole life, reading your Bible, and praying every day. Depends on what you pray, um, and it depends on whether you have a living relationship with God or not. Okay, it's by grace that we are saved. But watch this: if anybody tells you that they want, they want to get into works, just tell them to read further. Okay, it says, "For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus." Read with me. To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what happens is, sometimes in the past we got it wrong. We thought that if we do a whole lot of stuff, Jesus will accept us. Then we swung it to, I'm not going to do anything because God accepts me anyway. But what grace does is, first it saves us, and then grace enables us to then go and do what God had prepared in advance for us to do. Can I hear an amen? amen? Okay, amen. All right, so you got that. There's, the other thing is as well, and you can go and read it on your own. It's not going not gonna to be up in the, on the slides there. Is that in James 1, James talks about listening and doing. You can't just be hearers of the word and not doers of the word. Otherwise, you're going to deceive yourself. Um, and, and, and so often, we, we kind of have to resist the temptation of just listening to the word, listening to this podcast, that podcast, that guy's teaching, that guy's teaching. And I want to encourage you, go and look at what God told you last and have you acted on it. Okay, sometimes if, it, if the word of God is that you need to rest, then what do you need to do? Nothing. <laughs> you must rest. <laughs> okay. If it is to... Go and pray for somebody to get healed, then you go and do that. Or if it is to make disciples, then start making disciples. Or ask God, okay, where do I start? How do I do this? To start asking the right, the right questions. James 2 talks about faith and deeds. Same conversation. He says, he has this, they have this conversation where he says, you say that you have faith, um, or yeah, you have faith, I have deeds. And he says, no, 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 those two needs to go hand in hand. Is you can't show me, he says, show me your faith. Show me your deeds without faith, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Um, meaning that we live out what we also believe. It's not just um, that we receive the whole time. Okay, so we grow through serving, we grow through ministering to one another, and each one of us have a gift. Bottom line is, use it. What for? To build one another up, to minister to one another. When I, I like, basically, a lot of it revolves around verse 10 there. It says, each of you use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Love 
the love each other deeply comes a little bit, I think, in verse 8. Uh, next one? Yes, there. It is there where it starts, uh, verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. And it says there, as use your gift as faithful stewards. What is a steward? It's not a person with a name steward. It is somebody that um, stewards something on behalf of somebody else. And everything, every gift that we've been given, we are stewarding on behalf of God. You steward your finances, whether you knew that or not. You steward your time, whether you knew that or not. And guess what? We are going to give an account to God for everything that He gave us. Did you know that? We're going to have to give an account to God what we did with our time, what we did with our finances, what we did with our gifts that He gave us. Um, Amen. All right, so I want to encourage you to be faithful stewards. And if you're uncertain about, you can go and read the old parable about where, where Jesus has this, um, has this parable about uh, the faithful stewards, where at the end, what each and every one of us should desire is to hear those words from God saying, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want to encourage you, if you received one, the parable talks about talents, but it, in those days, a talent represented uh, a certain amount of money. Okay? It wasn't a talent as in a gift or a, a, a talent in singing and that kind of thing. But the principle pulls through. Okay? We want to hear from God, well done, good and faithful servant. But I want to encourage you, if you received one talent, if you received one gift, don't go into comparison mode with the person that got five. Okay? Just be faithful with what God has given you. If you don't have capacity, ask yourself two questions. Okay? Am I spending my time on what God wants me to spend it on? And if the answer is yes, then don't feel guilty about that you don't have the capacity that the person next to you have. Just be faithful with what God has given you and, and use, it, use it wisely. Amen. Okay, so lastly, well not lastly, second to last, be faithful stewards of God's grace. And it talks about the grace in its, in its various forms. And once again, grace enables us to also do what we need to do. Grace enables me as a husband to be, to walk in the, ro- in the, in the role of husband for my wife. Grace enables me to be the father that God wants me to be for my children. God's grace enables me to be a pastor. Um, God's grace enables you to be first his son and a doctor at the hospital, but re- first representing God and then the medical practice, or whether it's an accounting. Um, God bless the accountants. Or an engineer. Now, there's a lot of engineers here as well. God bless everybody. Just in case anybody gets, in case anybody gets offended. Well, why didn't you call my profession? Okay. So, why, why do we serve one another? Why? God kind of says it there in verse 11. It says, so that in all things God may be praised. Often we serve one another for the recognition of man. For a naughty badge or a high five from the pastor. And if 
I have a very good day. I will get to every single person that have ministered on that day and I'd give them a high five and give them a hug and say, you're amazing. But I want to say it. You are amazing, okay, whether you serve or not. But I love it when you do something as well, <laughs> okay. But at the same time, we can't physically get to every person every time. And sometimes we as leadership, we are going to, disappoint you either because of mis-expectations or having a bad day or just I'm I do I, I tend to do that when I get here to church I'm on a mission going somewhere I need to do something and then I kind of walk past a couple of people and I realize that I need to kind of just just stop and say hi first so if I missed you this morning hi glad you're here um it's not my intention to just walk past you I was kind of on my way somewhere um, but the thing is, what's going to guard your heart in serving is the motive of why you serve. It is so that God would be praised, so that He will be glorified. Whether you serve here, whether you serve at work, whatever, wherever you minister, bottom line should be is so that God would receive the glory, so that He would be praised. Not for the recognition of the pastor or your boss or your husband or your wife or your children. Moms know that very well, that they don't get much recognition except maybe on Mother's Day. Um, and uh, we do it for the glory of God. And that should be our, our, heart's, our heart's motive. And the privilege of doing that is in the process we grow. We do it not primarily so that we would grow. We do it primarily so that God would be glorified. But the amazing thing is, is that we grow in the process. Um, and, and I want to encourage you that by this time next year, spiritually speaking, you should not be in the same place as where you are now. If you are, it means you didn't grow. Um, and I want to encourage you to, to find a place to to start to minister. And the first place where we like you to get involved in is small group. Uh, because it's really there where, relation, where you start to build relationship with one another. And I want to say to every team that is already ministering on Sundays here, the teams are fulfilling a function. But I want to say it needs to be more than a function. Discipleship and relationship needs to happen in that team context as well. And it does in some of the teams more than in others. But I just want to just explicitly say this as, we, as we're getting ready to, to plant a new church as well. And our teams are going to grow. And um, Discipleship and relationship should happen on those teams as well. Um, so to summarize for you, we grow when we serve, when we minister to one another. Each and every one of us have a gift. And I encourage you to use it. And we serve others. And the, the privilege is of serving others is in the process you also, become, you also get served. Um, the scripture that talks about it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is blessed to receive. But it is more blessed. Than you, and that's why uh, we're going to have our, we're gonna have our missions feedback um, next week. Uh, we were in India, end of April. We're going to give you about 10 minutes just worth of feedback and some testimonies of how the mission went. So I'd encourage you to come and um, celebrate with the, with the team. Um, but you'll, if you talk to them, 
It is it feels like you went there and you you feel like you're the one that grew out of it. And and that's just the principle of it's more blessed to give than to receive. And and it's this principle about you grow as you minister. Um, and we don't just minister when we go on missions. We should minister to one another on a daily basis as well. Okay, so serving others. And then love each other deeply. Okay, as faithful stewards of God's grace. And then so that in all things, God may be praised. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.